Greetings, and welcome to another thought-provoking episode of Rising Above It All. I'm your host, Mildred Muhammad. Today, we're moving into part two of a five-part series of domestic abuse and violence. Yes, this is November, and October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month. Sadly, domestic abuse and violence does not only occur in the month of October. It is a year-round issue. So we're moving into the holidays and we may hear or see abuse in our families and amongst our friends. So it's important for you to understand what this is and how we as a community can break the cycle. So in my last segment, I discussed the insensitive question asked the victims, which is, why do you stay? And expressed the need to change that narrative from asking the victim, why do you stay, to asking the abuser, why do you abuse? This episode is addressing the second part of that narrative, why do abusers abuse? In addressing that question, I will also discuss the silence surrounding abuser accountability. The lack of scrutiny directed at the abuser's actions, motivations, and accountability is a significant issue that can perpetuate cycles of abuse and hinder efforts to address the root cause of domestic abuse and violence. Here are some of those factors. There is a pervasive tendency in society to blame victims for the abuse they experience. This victim blaming mentality can shift the focus away from the abuser's actions and motivations, reinforcing harmful stereotypes and undermining efforts to hold perpetrators accountable. Societal norms and gender bias can play a role in downplaying or excusing abusive behavior. Traditional gender roles and expectations may contribute to minimizing the significance of abuse and placing the burden on victims to endure or leave without addressing the root cause, which is what? The abuser's actions. Limited awareness and understanding of the complexities of abuse can lead to a lack of scrutiny. People may not fully grasp the dynamics involved in abusive relationships, which can attribute to misconceptions and misplaced sympathy for the abuser. Emotional and psychological abuse, which may not leave visible scars, are often minimized or overlooked. This lack of physical evidence can contribute to a lack of scrutiny of the abuser's actions and motivations as emotional abuse is not always recognized as severely damaging. Cultural factors and legal systems may contribute to a lack of accountability for abusers. In some cultures, there may be reluctance to challenge structures or norms that contribute to abusive behavior. Additionally, Legal systems may not always provide adequate consequences for perpetrators further diminishing scrutiny.
we all say that there is a severe lack of empathy for victims in the legal system. Coercive control is a pattern of behavior that seeks to dominate and control the victim, may not be readily apparent to outsiders. This invisible form of abuse can make it challenging for others to recognize the severity of the situation and scrutinize the abuser's actions. Stereotypes of abusers as overtly aggressive or mentally ill may contribute to a lack of scrutiny. Abusers can appear charming or normal to those outside the relationship, making it difficult for others to believe or scrutinize the victim's claims. Victims may fear retaliation if they speak out against their abuser, which can create a culture of silence and discourage scrutiny. The fear of reprisal can further isolate victims and shield abusers from accountability. Now, all of that is real. However, I like to address another side of that. While there are various complex factors that can contribute to abusive behavior, it's important to emphasize that abuse is ultimately a behavior that individuals choose. Abusers make conscious decisions to exert power and control over their victims through harmful actions and manipulation. While some abusers may have underlying mental health issues that contribute to their behavior, not all individuals with mental health conditions engage in abusive actions. It's crucial to distinguish between mental health challenges and abusive behavior. Many people with mental health concerns lead healthy, non-abusive lives and attributing abuse solely to mental health issues can contribute to stigma and misunderstandings. Abuse is often rooted in relations to power, control, learned behavior, and social dynamics. Abusers may choose to engage in harmful behavior due to factors such as the desire for control. Abusers may have a strong need for control and dominance within their relationships, leading them to employ abusive tactics to maintain power. Some abusers believe they are entitled to have power and control over their partners, leading to a disregard for the other person's autonomy and well-being. Abusers may lack empathy and the ability to understand or consider the feelings and experiences of their victims, making it easier for them to inflict harm. Individuals who have witnessed or experienced abuse in their own lives may learn and replicate these behaviors in their relationships. Abusers may resort to harmful behaviors as a way of coping with stress, frustration, 
or emotional challenges. Patterns of abuse can develop within relationships and abusers can perpetuate these dynamics without addressing or changing their behaviors. It is important to hold abusers accountable for their actions and not use mental health as a blanket excuse for abusive behavior. Many individuals with mental health concerns seek help, engage in therapy, and make conscious efforts to manage their condition without resorting to abuse. Acknowledging that abusive behavior is a choice emphasizes the need for intervention, education, and rehabilitation programs to address the root causes of abuse and promote healthier relationship dynamics. Engaging, encouraging responsibility and accountability is crucial for breaking the cycle of abuse and fostering a society that prioritizes safety, empathy, and respect in a relationship. Abuse is a choice. Picking up a gun to kill someone is a choice. Mutilating, hitting, slapping, kicking, going to someone's job to create chaos, going to someone's job to kill innocent people is a choice. It is not mental illness. I believe the desire to understand why a person does what they do is to put them in a box marked whatever to really gain insight into the mindset of that person. You cannot do that. Before the abuse, they were fine. After the abuse, now it's a problem. Now they have mental illness. They don't. They know exactly what they're doing. They know how much pain they're putting you through. They know that if they say this, you will do that. They studied you from day one and have studied you throughout the relationship in order to know what are the triggers that will cause you to behave in a certain way that they already have mapped out that you would do. The most important arsenal that you have is silence. Do not engage. Do not respond. Do not get upset if you choose to respond. Have a calm presence about yourself. When you know this person is doing things on purpose to hurt you or to cause you to react in a way that you know you wouldn't normally do, don't do it. Stay mindful of your behavior. The sad part about being in a relationship with an abuser is that You didn't sign up for that. You wanted to be in a relationship with a person that demonstrated they were emotionally available for you. That lasted for 
a month to three to four months. And then they flipped a switch and they became who they really are. You fell in love with the representative or in some cases, it is stated that when you fall in love with a narcissist, you're actually falling in love with the wonderful qualities of yourself. So in essence, you fell in love with yourself. And what you're struggling with is you've expressed what you've been through in your past with this person. And they took what you said and hurt you worse. You probably lowered your standards for this person to be in your life. And that's the hard part. That's the difficult part. And if you're still in a relationship with this person, you have to learn to protect yourself if you want to continue with this person. But ask yourself, do you constantly want to find ways to live by walking on eggshells every day, every moment of every day? Are you satisfied with trying to figure out that person's mindset when they come home from work? Is that what you want? Are you afraid to be alone? Abusers are. Narcissists are. Because they can't handle the thoughts in their own mind. But you can Ask yourself, is this the life you want to live? Ask that question without emotions. Look at the actual facts of your relationship without the emotional part. And once you do that, you will clearly see the type of relationship you are in. I'm going to end it there because I don't want to make this a long podcast. So part three will be coming up. And I want you to take this information and really think about your relationship and how you want to live the rest of your life. Part three, we're going to talk about exploring abuser psychology, the social and psychological factors and the manipulation and control tactics that they use to maintain dominance and control in their relationships. You don't have to be there. You're not alone. It is hard especially if you have children with them. Doesn't matter the gender. It's hard. So thank you again for listening to Rising Above It All. I am your host, Mildred Muhammad. And I'm going to leave you with this. 
as difficult as it may be, you can heal from all of what you've been through. I did. I released my faith knowing with assurance that all circumstances would work in my favor. It didn't matter what it looked like. It didn't matter. I knew I would get out of it. I knew I would be better. And what I'm doing now is reaching back to help others who are trying to do the same thing. If anyone is telling you you will not heal from being abused, that is not true. It takes a lot of work and it may take time, but you can and you will be a survivor and a thriver. So thank you again for listening to Rising Above It All. Again, I'm your host, Mildred Muhammad. If you need to contact me for help, you can contact me at Mildred at infomildredmuhammad.com. That's my email address, info at mildredmuhammad.com. Talk to you later.